Welcome to Belfast City Vineyard, where we are pursuing formation in the presence of Jesus, community gathered around him, and the impact he empowers us to bring in our families, city, and the world. The following message was given at one of our Sunday services. For more information, visit our website at BelfastCityVineyard.com. Good morning, everybody, and again, welcome. My name's Andy, and it is a thrill to be with you and to be sharing with you this morning. Uh, Today, I'm going to be kicking off a short sermon series that we'll be journeying uh, as a community together for a few weeks. Uh, After that, we're going to focus in on Lent, Holy Week, and Easter. And then after that, for preaching, we're going to begin preaching all the way through the Gospel of Mark. So there's a little preview of coming attractions, what we'll be talking about and preaching about. Uh, for a good while out now. So, But for this series, we are calling it What Might Happen If? What Might Happen If? And, you know, one of the effects of the pandemic has been for many of us, you know, we've gotten out of the way of doing things that once were normal. And some of that actually has been good. Uh, we've used it as a reset moment in our lives. But some of that has been challenging and hard. And now that things are Uh, Starting to open up again, it's like we have to relearn some things and recover some things that have been lost. You might have experienced, you know, being out in a group of people is hard and tiring, even for the extroverts amongst us. You may feel like beginning to juggle many different things at once and dealing with the complexities of life is just utterly exhausting in a way that it wasn't before the pandemic. There's certainly the rhythms of faith and gathering around Jesus together have been severely disrupted, and it's actually really challenging to re-engage with that space as well, not to mention our own journey as a church. You know, beyond the pandemic, we've had a crazy time with shifts and venues and times, and we've purchased a building, we've done a giving campaign, and now there's even more change as we balance the loss of a short-term venue and renovating the one that we own now, and it has just been a wild time. And as a result of the pandemic and change in every part of life, um, if you're like me, you've experienced this desire just to pull back a bit, to retreat a bit as a way to cope with this. And in some circumstances, that's of course appropriate and necessary. But I don't know about you, but I have noticed in other areas of my life where I just want to hide. I just want to pull back when I know I'm actually called to move forward. So for a few weeks, we want to pick a few topics and just speak really practically about how we can do this, how we can reimagine our life and worlds where we actually take steps forward, where we following, we follow the lead of the Holy Spirit and respond to Him in His power and move forward. So we're going to be talking about what might happen if, what might happen if I talked to others about Jesus, what might happen if I actually prayed for someone, what might happen if I began to dream with God again, what might happen if I really gave myself to a life of worship. And we want to do really practical, basic things to help us engage back in. But instead of coming at it from a, these are things you should do, kind of a scolding point of view, you know, you do this and you're a bad Christian if you don't and all that stuff, we want to reframe it and talk about it from the point of view of curiosity, from curiosity. So instead of feeling like I have to do something to actually changing that around and learning to ask questions about what might happen if I did. Big difference between those two things. So to kick it all off, I want to talk about what might happen if I cultivated curiosity as a spiritual discipline. 
And again, I want this to be really practical, and this talk comes from stuff that God has been doing in my life over the last few months. And it's been really interesting for me. I've just seen some real change in my life in some key areas, and it hasn't come by me finding this extra reservoir of, of willpower and just kind of gr- just clench fist, gutting it out kind of thing. It hasn't been that. It hasn't come from completely changing all of my rhythms around, you know, getting up even earlier in the morning to spend time with Jesus or or anything like that, but it's actually come from engaging with curiosity. So if you're here and you're thinking like, look, Andy, I just can't try any harder. Uh, My life, the pandemic, et cetera, et cetera, I just can't try any harder. I can't get up any earlier. You know, whatever it is for you, um, you might be intrigued that we're not asking you to do any of those things. Um, you might even get curious that we're not asking you to do those things. We're actually asking you to look at your life from a slightly different angle and cultivate curiosity as a spiritual discipline. And many of you will know that I love questions. And even last summer, uh, we did a talk on the power of questions. And the Bible's full of questions from the first pages of Genesis all the way through to Jesus who was and is a master of questions. The Gospels record over 300 different questions that Jesus asked. Jesus was famous for answering questions with questions and uh, amazing. And if you missed that sermon, you're really interested in that, you can find it uh, in our back catalog. So I love questions and I suppose curiosity is in the same family as asking questions, but it's also slightly different. Uh, It's not just looking to gather information It's more about envisioning a different future that we can then take a step towards and we can step out of patterns that hold us back. Uh, Curiosity allows us to cultivate and think about a different future that allows us to stay in in tension and even stay in difficult circumstances or or even move towards tension uh, instead of shrinking back. So I want to talk about developing a posture of curiosity as a spiritual discipline as we continue to emerge from this pandemic and we continue to wrestle with constant change and complexity. So the first um, area I wanna talk about is actually the area of anxiety, anxiety, and how curiosity helps us deal with anxiety. And like I said, my journey with curiosity as a spiritual discipline began a few months ago. And in this area of anxiety is where it began. Many of us battle anxiety, um, myself included, Um, I've had a long journey with that. The pandemic certainly took things to a new level, as I'm sure many of you can relate to. And I was listening to a pastor and a thinker called Steve Cuss, and uh, he has a book and a podcast called Managing Leadership Anxiety, Yours and Theirs, which is interesting and I would recommend to you. And on this particular podcast, he began to talk about how we might think the opposite of anxiety is like peace. Um, And when we're anxious, if we just get peaceful, things will be better. Um, But then he began to talk about how actually a way out of anxiety is curiosity, not peace. Uh, And again, curiosity can allow us to keep moving forward and see our circumstances very differently and even challenge and change our posture, our prayers, our desires, and our overall momentum. And I was really impacted by this and began to think through this and build in some practices in my life. And I began to observe that when I became anxious, my default reaction uh, was to try and eliminate what was causing me anxiety uh, in order that I could get back to peaceful because I was kind of stuck in that the opposite of anxiety is peace, right? 
Uh, but the problem was most of the things that I was anxious about were things that I was called to and God was asking me to do and the things that I actually wanted to give my life to. Things like leading our church, things like leading in my family, uh, being a loving presence in the lives of people, uh, being willing to uh, have confrontations and have tough conversations when necessary, help lead us on this building journey that would have been on, things like that. Uh, and when I was simply trying to get to peaceful, it felt like my only option was to stop doing those things or pray for a miracle that like it would just magically all go smoothly and better and easier. And how many of us know, uh, you know, that following Jesus and doing what he asks of us doesn't mean it going perfect and going easy every single time, right? Uh, Jesus said to us in John chapter 16, in this world you will have trouble, right? Uh, and when we're just trying to get from anxious to peaceful, often we look to eliminate tensions and we stop doing what seems to be bringing on the stress and anxiety. But in John 16, particularly verse 33, Jesus says some interesting things. He certainly says, in this world you will have trouble, um, but he says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In me you may have peace. And he also tells us, take heart, I have overcome the world. You will have trouble in this world, but take heart, I have overcome this world. We have peace in him, not in how our circumstances are going. And that led me to develop curiosity in the face of anxiety. Instead of wondering, how can I eliminate all these different tensions I'm in? How can I just retreat, build walls against this stuff? Curiosity led me to focus on how might Jesus supply my needs right now? How might Jesus lead me into peacefulness right now, even though I'm in the midst of a storm or a stress or something that's challenging or difficult or bringing me into the place of anxiety. What might happen if I kept going? What might happen if we actually pushed through and did this building thing? How is God using this pressure and anxiety and stress in my life right now to lead me into more holiness? Those are questions of curiosity, aren't they? See, curiosity didn't cure my anxiety. But it did create a context where I wanted to put my eyes on Jesus and what he is doing and what resources and outcomes he might have for me in this moment and forever, instead of putting my eyes and focus on the tension, the problems, and the anxiety. And curiosity led the way to peacefully stay in tension because my focus became on Jesus and what future he might have for me and just the curiosity of, well, what might he do in these situations? It also allows us to name what we're anxious about and invite Jesus and others into it rather than just being swept away all the time. Curiosity changed how I pray, my ability to stand firm and keep going. How might a posture and a discipline of curiosity help you? Would it give you resources from heaven for your right now? Would it help you to stay in tension and stay the course, even endure suffering? to live in hope a bit more. I, I want to quickly say that some of us do suffer from anxiety to the point where it's beyond the kind of normal anxiety that we all battle from time to time. And if that's you, I am not saying that it's easy and it's wave a magic wand, develop curiosity, and what you have been suffering under will just be magically gone away. I am not saying that at all. You have really suffered and there's big things that you're wrestling through. 
But I am saying that it might be helpful to begin to think about, even in the most difficult throes of anxiety. And I would encourage you to think about it. I would encourage you to pray about it. I would encourage you to talk about it with people that you're talking about your anxiety issues with. After I saw some shifts in this area of anxiety, I began to think about curiosity in a number of other different ways, and I began to see some other interesting things. So the next thing I want to say is that curiosity helps us stay grounded in faith. It helps us stay grounded in faith. And we're living in a time where it seems like there's a headwind to the life of faith and following Jesus. And the pandemic certainly hasn't helped that at all. It's now common to hear of people we know and love taking a step back from faith, even deconstructing faith. And if we're honest, we all have either been there before or we have faced doubt and difficult circumstances that have really made us question things. And I too have faced those questions from time to time. And it's not strange that at times we might wonder how to keep going when living as a person of faith seems to be challenged on every single front. And of course, there's a natural curiosity around leaving faith. What would happen if I didn't follow Jesus anymore? What would happen if I didn't serve anymore? What would happen if I took a step back? What, if I, what would happen if I wasn't intentionally committed to this church family or any church family? Wouldn't it just be easier to you know, just live a quiet life unchallenged? Well, in John chapter 6, Jesus delivers a hard teaching and lots of disciples walks, walk away and Jesus asks his closest followers, the twelve, if they want to go too. It says, from this time many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. You do not want to leave too, do you? Jesus asked the twelve. And Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And it's this question that Peter responds to the Lord with, to whom shall we go? They can't walk away because of what they've seen and the Jesus that they've come to know. And Peter's answer to Jesus actually has signs of curiosity in it, right? Where else would we go? We have come to believe in you. And then the unspoken bit is, we need to see where this goes. We, are, we have hope and faith in you and where you're saying it goes. And we, want, we need to finish this out. We need to see where this goes. And instead of being curious about life without faith, what if we became curious about staying grounded in life with Jesus and growing in that? especially if we are caught with Simon Peter and the Lord, to whom else shall we go, right? What if curiosity uh, led us into seeing what might happen in our lives if we continued walking in the light of the gospel of Jesus and living out the way of Jesus? And for me, there's lots of different things that have kept me in faith. You know, there's the grace and mercy of Jesus and my experience of life with Him. And you know, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of in the place where, look, I've seen too much to walk away. Plus the reading and thinking uh, that I try and the study that I try and do and the learning. You know, seeing that Christians and the church have wrestled with life's biggest questions for a few thousand years now. And actually, they have some answers to some of these questions. And those answers are deeply helpful. Um, I would say that the prayers and the community that we have in BCV and wider than that certainly have helped me stay in faith. The deeper that I study the scriptures has, has just, uh, and the way of Jesus, you know, the, the more I study those, the more I want to live out this life of faith. But another thing that's kept me grounded and growing in faith, and I think is important for all of us, has been curiosity. Cultivating that over the pandemic has been a boost and a grounding to my faith. And I wonder if it could be 
for yours as well. Instead of, you know, asking the question of how, how am I going to possibly stay in faith in Jesus when things are hard, shifting that to a curiosity question. Well, what might the Lord be doing right now? Don't I want to find out what the Lord is doing right now? We've talked about this before. As the pandemic has covered the whole earth, surely the Lord is moving then in all the earth. And don't I want to be around for that? What does his word say to me today? What is he doing right now in my life? What might he do in the future in my life? And do I want to miss that and what he promises me? What if the vision of life that Jesus lays out for us stands firm and true in the, in the face of the vision of the good life that the world and culture try and feed us? So don't we want to see the, the end point of our lives, where this thing goes if we continue to be in faith in Jesus? What might Jesus do in my life? What might he have for me in my family, our church, this city, this island, and the world if we keep going in faith and keep following him? What would happen if I stayed? What would happen if I grew in faith? What would happen if I learned some new rhythms and continued to follow him? What if we continually cultivated curiosity about staying in faith, growing in faith, and moving deeper into commitment to a church family gathered around Jesus? And if this curiosity about growing in faith is actually stirring something in you, uh, our Following Jesus course where we... um, we just take a number of weeks in kind of a course-like format is starting up really, really soon. You can sign up on our website and it's designed for people who never had anybody take them by the hand and show them exactly the rhythms to follow Jesus. So we talk about things like prayer and reading the Bible and formation and, and all that stuff. And we do a lot of practical exercises over the, the nine weeks or so and to really help us bed some of these rhythms and grow in some of these rhythms and grow in our intimacy and friendship with Jesus. And so if you're beginning, becoming curious, well, what would it look like for me to go deeper and grow in my faith, then the following Jesus course might be for you. And you can go over to our website and you can sign up for that. And my, what might I learn from Jesus? What kind of goodness and fruit would I see in my life? What might I see in my family's life? What might be formed in me if I stay in faith in Jesus? What if we let curiosity lead us to grow in faith. Another thing is that I found is that curiosity helps us do hard things. Curiosity helps us do hard things. Um, hard things are things that we would naturally shy away from. When confronted with hard things like telling the truth, deciding to be vulnerable, not running away from confrontation, having hard conversations, taking risks we know we are to take, stepping into leadership at home, at work, in church, sharing our faith, stepping out to pray for someone. You know, when we think about all those things and more, it's really easy to catastrophize, right? You know, to imagine the worst thing that's possible and that's surely what's going to happen to us. You know, if I tell my spouse what I really think, it's not going to go well. If I have a hard conversation, I'm probably going to be rejected, so I don't dare do that. If I share my faith, it's not going to go well, so I don't want to do that. Since thinking about curiosity... I've found that it's been a roadmap away from the catastrophizing, away from the worst case scenario, and it's been a doorway into what might happen and how God might use me or the circumstances that I find myself in. Curiosity can be a way towards a future that God has for us, where change and transformation happen because we're curious about what could happen, and so we step into a moment. What might happen if I engage in confrontation in a healthy way? 
Would this unsolvable problem in work actually become much better? What might happen if I was vulnerable? Would that actually bring a long-desired change in my marriage, with my children, in a certain friendship that's broken down? What might happen if I did share my faith? What might happen if I prayed for someone? What might God do with those moments? What might happen if I actually go all in on following Jesus? Curiosity helps us see things through a lens of faith. That since Jesus is present and available to us now, since Jesus has grace and mercy now for us, since Jesus is with us now and to the end of the age and beyond, and he promises us resources and strength to do the things he's asking us to do, even the hard things, since all of that is true, how might we then step towards the hard things that we face and what might happen when we do? Curiosity opens up broad horizons there and allows us to step into hard things. What might change? What blessing might be released if we trust Jesus and his love for us and his power in us and we took risks and did hard things? A good example of that is that we as BCV, we are in the midst of a risky thing, a hard thing with our venue journey. You know, we're in a real transition point with venues that feels unstable. We've bought a building, a new-to-us building. We've raised funds to do as many renovations as we possibly can. And then put down roots in a part of a city we haven't traditionally met in, while at the same time keeping our dreams for the whole city alive and well. And in the short term, we've got some uncertain venue stuff as we try and manage all that, keep everybody together in the midst of a global pandemic. And that's been a risky thing and a really hard thing. But from conversations with you, the thing that has captured our hearts, that has caused us to go all in, is obedience to the Lord, surely, but also curiosity. Like what might happen if we did this? What legacy might we have if we said yes to this challenging, risky venture? What would we miss if we didn't do this? I can't tell you how many situations I've been in that have felt like lost causes and huge risks or too hard. And the way through them actually I found was curiosity, which led me to insert faith in how might Jesus move and work if I actually stayed present to what was happening, if I actually kept moving, if I actually did hard things. And what if curiosity can help us on the risky, challenging road out of the pandemic, not just with our building situation, but with every situation we face in our life? What if it can help us do hard but healthy things in our friendships, in our work relationships, in our marriages, in our families, in every part of life? And really closely linked to that is I think curiosity helps us with momentum to do what God is asking of us. Instead of staying in the place of that would never happen, or God couldn't possibly be asking me to do this, or God doesn't do that kind of thing anymore, curiosity helps us ask what might happen if he's asking me to do things in his name. What might happen if that obstacle were removed or that door that looks shut were to open to me? What might happen if God actually used me or answered my prayer for help? Curiosity helps us ask, how do I need to respond if God is actually involved in my life, my circumstances, where I find myself? And what if it's time for action? And what is my role in his plan? And what if curiosity helps us find momentum to move forward and do what he's asking of us and to live out obedience to him and to serve him? I'll never forget um, uh, the, the night before Harmony and I were due to fly 
to Belfast for the very first time to become part of Belfast City Vineyard. We raised a bunch of support. We were going to live as interns for a year, and it just felt crazy. I was alone. I was packing the last of our things. I was alone in my childhood bedroom, getting ready to go and come over here for the very first time. And I remember feeling almost like a panic attack, like I don't know if I would have had to that night if I could have gotten on the plane. And what got me through, I remember praying, and what got me through was feeling like I would regret it for the rest of my life if I didn't at least go and see what the Lord was doing and what the Lord had for me. I had to at least go and see. And curiosity was the thing that brought me momentum to step into faith, to get on a plane and to come here and to find out what God actually had for me. I think curiosity can help us with momentum to do the things that the Lord is empowering us to do and asking us to do. In John chapter 5, we again find Jesus arguing with the religious leaders. And he tells them that God the Father is always at work. He says, my Father is always at his work to this very day, and I too am working. And then he says about himself, he says, very truly I tell you the Son, he's talking about himself, can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees his Father doing, because whatever the Father does, the Son also does. That's an amazing revelation from Jesus, that even he, the Son of God, can only do what God the Father is doing. He must be connected to God the Father. He must be aware of what the Father's doing. He must be following the Father's lead, and he's very happy to follow the Father's lead. And if that is true of Jesus, the Son of God, how much more is it true of us? We must watch and see and ask and be curious about where the Father is at work in our lives and in this world and the world He's called us into. And we must join in and respond as we see it, no matter where we find it. And to me, curiosity is the roadmap in. It's a unique posture of faith. If the Father is always at work, the next logical question for me and for you should be, well, what is He doing? And how can I get on board and do it too? Curiosity leads to faith and momentum to do what God is asking of us. It gives us momentum to push doors and to see if they open. It gives us momentum to enter into situations where God might use us. It gives us momentum to open our mouths in situations. It gives us momentum to take action in situations in His name because He's calling us to simply keep saying yes and allow curiosity to build momentum and to build faith in us that we might take risks we might be bold and say yes to all that he asked for us. So over the next few weeks, we're going to be looking at a few more specific things. What might happen if I talked about Jesus? What might happen if I allowed myself to dream again with God? What might happen if I really gave myself to a life of worship? What might happen if I took a risk and prayed for people? But what what if right now, today, really practically, whether you're dealing with anxiety, whether you're wanting to stay and grow in faith, whether you're faced with doing hard things, or you know you're being asked to do specific things by God and you need momentum, what if we began to cultivate curiosity as a spiritual discipline and let it lead us to greater faith, hope, and joy? What might happen if we let curiosity lead the way? So Holy Spirit, I pray for my brothers and sisters. I ask that even on this online moment, you draw us together in unity. And I ask that we would cultivate even more this discipline of curiosity and we would follow it towards you and the good future you have for us as individuals and the good future you have for us as a community. 
And I bless my brothers and sisters to be curious, to go and see and ask what the Father is doing and to go get involved. So would you let the momentum of, the, of, the momentum of heaven be upon our lives? We rebuke anxiety in Jesus' name. I bless you to do hard things in the power of Jesus. Lord, would your presence be with us? Would curiosity be a discipline to cultivate? And would it lead the way to more of you? Amen. Thanks for listening to this message. For all the latest information about what's happening in the life of our church, or if you have any questions or comments, head over to BelfastCityVineyard.com.